So today's pet pod, I'm joined by Caroline Yon, our head of animal welfare, and Hannah, who is one of our equine caseworkers, who was very excitingly taken some new arrivals in. We have two divine new equines. Hannah, tell us who have we got on Slice Oak Tree. So we've got two new donkeys, Pringle and Charlie. Um, they arrived quite recently, so they're just getting settled in now. Um, the team are really enjoying spending time with them and we can't wait for the public to come and see them as well. So how old are these donkeys? How old is Charlie? So Charlie is our oldest donkey. He's at 14 years old um, and Pringle, Pringle is 11 years old. And they have the most divine ears. Just love a donkey ear. Um, and they've come from our partners, uh, Donkey Sanctuary down in Sidmouth, who are an amazing charity we've worked with for a few years now um, to try and improve donkey welfare. Um, and we are just so delighted to have this partnership, aren't we, Cass? We are. It's, it's hopefully going to be the start of uh, a, a great new uh, process for potential donkey adopters up here in Cumbria. Um, I believe the Donkey Sanctuary have found it difficult to provide the practical training for their prospective adopters. So in having Charlie and Pringle here, we can allow the Donkey Sanctuary on site to provide training and educate um, future donkey owners, which is going to be really exciting. It's going to be, and we have an amazingly surprising number of donkeys in Cumbria. There's, often when you're walking in the fells, you suddenly come across, oh, there's a donkey. And actually being able to share some of our equine messaging and our equine welfare messaging um, is really, really important. And Hannah, what is special about donkeys apart from the divine ears and their wonderful personalities? I think that they're just um, the type of animal that if you're ever feeling stressed or upset, you can just go and rely on the donkey to give you comfort. Um, they're so nice to have around. How have they settled into Oak Tree Farm? What have you done to prepare them um, to settle in? So donkeys are a lot different to horses. Um, usually when we get horses in, they settle in within the first few days. Um, we noticed that the donkeys have definitely taken a lot longer. So when they first came, we were in contact with their previous home and we tried to keep everything really similar so they had access to multiple different areas to drink from because that's something that they're used to. Um, we've also got huge straw bed and different options of straw for them to eat so we've got some in the hay rack, some in the floor, um, we've also got the range room and the paddock and providing enrichment as well they were really used to having enrichment and that's something that we found like almost gives them a comforting kind of a, a feel. Fabulous. It's really important that animals have choice, isn't it? I mean, all animals, and particularly with the donkeys when they're trying to settle in, giving an animal a choice to have this type of straw, this type of activity, just really helps them emotionally regulate and really get into the swing. And enrichment, because obviously some of our listeners may not be fully clear of enrichment. Kaz, why enrichment? What is enrichment and why do we do it? What is enrichment? Enrichment is <laughs> it's many, many different things, but it's basically um, offering opportunities for your companion animal, if you like, um, to explore different items, different surfaces, different textures, different smells, different tastes, uh, to to enrich their lives, to stop them from being bored, um, and to offer them opportunities to see what they like and what they don't like. So from the, you're settling in, we've had them now for a couple of weeks, tell us about their personalities, tell us about Charlie first, so tell me about Charlie, what's he like? Charlie's a bit of a, a rebel. Um, <laughs> he, if he sees a dog walking past, he makes a beeline for the dog. Not in a nasty way, but he's just absolutely inquisitive of everything. If he's very nosy, there, isn't he? He's yeah, very nosy. <laughs> he really is. And if we ever put any horses in the paddock next to them that they're not sure about, 
feed straight there, straight into it, seeing who's there. Um, any new activity, Charlie's the first one on it. Pringle gets pushed out the way. <laughs> yeah, when you're standing by the fence, as soon as, as soon as you sort of go over to it, it's like, no, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Do you love me? What is it? Yes. And what about what about Pringle? Pringle is a sweetheart. Like, um, Pringle, he's much more friendlier towards people. Like he would rather spend time with people than he would maybe in the paddock. Um, sometimes when the girls are in looking out. He's always by their side. Just he likes to be involved a lot more than Charlie does. Whereas Charlie's quite, oh, I'll stay over here. I'll do my own thing. Whereas Pringle really likes to be with the people. Absolutely. And we touched on it earlier, but donkeys are very different to horses and ponies in terms of how you have to keep them, aren't they, Hannah? Yeah. So, what what are the key differences that people need to consider? Um, the main thing being that their diet is completely different. Donkeys are from a desert environment, so we have to obviously in Britain we have lush fields and hay and hay Wet fields. Very wet yeah. fields at the moment. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if anyone who's listening to this in Cumbria, you will sympathise <laughs> in the fact that I think our equine team are more sort of muddy than less yeah. muddy at the we, moment. We have swampy bogs. We don't <laughs> have um, so it's really important that they are a lot more different to horses in that they're going to need. Um, we feed ours straw, which is a lot less rich in sugar. It has low sugar starch. Um, so we feed that in bulk, whereas you wouldn't feed that to a horse because you'd probably give them something like colic, just because their digestive systems aren't developed to that. Um, we also limit grazing because donkeys, like some native ponies, can suffer from laminitis. So their grazing is quite restricted in that they only go out for a few hours in the morning when the levels of sugar in the grass are quite low. Um, donkeys are also, they have different feet structures to horses. So... Our donkeys, you may notice that they are always providing for shelter. We can't really turn them in, out in a paddock unless it's got a shelter there because it's always good for them to have the option to go into a shelter and a hard standing purely because their feet are not really well suited to the muddy and wet conditions. So you'll end up having problems like seedy toe and thrush. Um, you also find that donkeys are not waterproof like horses. No, you, this is where the donkey jacket comes in. Yeah. So our donkeys have kind of been donated some lovely raincoats. So Pringle is clipped at the minute, so he's wearing a coat all the time. Um, but as we come into like winter and spring, when it's a lot more rain, we will be getting to wear the rugs absolutely i think we have to say a huge thank you to all of our supporters this winter who have just come forward with rugs for so many of our equines i mean it's been absolutely amazing the response that we've had and just thank you all for so much of our hearts i think we've had yeah, funky dogs. yeah. amazing we only had to ask and then things have arrived it yeah, is i mean the wheelbarrow as well i've got to mention the wheelbarrow campaign because it's just we, we had a bit of a wheelbarrow issue uh the, the winter hasn't helped us with that and all of our supporters have stepped up. We've been, we've had, we've had wheelbarrows. I've, I've turned up. I, w- I walked through the car park the other day. I had somebody just jollily walking down the drive with a wheelbarrow. I thought, you fabulous person. Yeah. So just thank you for all the support you're giving us. So if anyone is actually thinking about getting a donkey, what should they be looking for? What should they, who should they be talking to? Um, my main person that I think you should firstly talk to is the Donkey Sanctuary. Uh, they will have a program that will, if you're a new donkey owner, it's going to be your first donkey, you're not quite sure. They have really great training programs and they'll help you out through a course. You could even go there and get hands on with the donkeys yourself and learn about how donkeys are different to horses because you may have had a horse, but as we've spoken about, they are very different. 
Um, and they'd probably put you in the right direction of maybe a donkey that they've rescued or put you in contact with someone else that's maybe struggling and needing to give their donkey away. And I think as with any adoption, obviously actually we don't adopt donkeys out. That's not something we would do. Our partners at Donkey Sanctuary have the experience to do that. Um, but I think the joy is you get that aftercare support, don't you, Kaz? I mean, aftercare is yeah. really important for any adoption. Continuing support for anybody taking on an animal is... is um, really crucial um things change uh, as animals settle in as well their behavior can change slightly as they get their hooves under the table as it were. <laughs> and um, so so yeah just knowing that there's somewhere that you can go that can help you through uh, changes in behavior changes as they grow um, or, or any medical issues that arise I think uh, it's a no-brainer to want that. And I think we've also found with the donkeys that have come, they've come with a full medical and behavioural history, so we know what to do. And we talked to the vets before we got them, so we knew fully what we were going to be getting ourselves into as a charity. And I think, again, for any adopter or anyone who's looking to get an animal, having that background is so essential. And often we get calls at Oak Tree from people who very sadly lost a horse and who were thinking about how they're going to keep their other horse company, because obviously horses are a social species, they do like to live with other horses and equines and they say are is a donkey a good option hannah what's your advice to anyone in that situation no <laughs> yeah. I, I had a feeling it was going to be a short answer to that one why no. not why, why, why is well, it not great going back to them being so different you're just going to cause yourself more work your horse probably going to have issues because they don't share the same communication either yeah. donkeys so, speak donkey horses yeah, speak horse yeah. don't they and <laughs> horses and ponies have that shared communication but donkeys are just a little bit different Absolutely. I mean, that, that's not to say because I, I know immediately you'll be getting phone calls from people who say, I have a donkey and a horse and they're it works best well, friends. Yeah. But I think it is a lot of it down to the care mm-hmm. in yeah. that they need very different things. And, and so they wouldn't be able to be together all the time. Uh, yeah. And donkeys are also a little bit social. They do pair bond. Yeah. So, you know, it's it would be hard for them to keep being taken away and we often find when we have in mixed species relationships actually i'm thinking guinea pigs and rabbits in my head as well where the dietary needs are so different it can be really hard to keep them together mm-hmm. um and I, some owners manage it brilliantly um but it can just be that huge challenge yeah. Yeah. And the risk is that your companion animal ends up not being a companion to the animal that you've got over there. <laughs> <laughs> However, it's not become a companion to you. <laughs> but that obviously increases the pressure on you as an yeah. owner. So we obviously have welcomed some donkeys back to Oatree Farm. Um, why, Kaz? What made, it, what made us take that decision? Obviously, our partnership with Donkey Sanctuary is really important. Well, I think, as you said before, um, it is quite surprising when you're travelling or walking around in Cumbria how many donkeys there are mm-hmm. up here. And um, so we're always looking for ways to support the animal owning community in our region. And that's something, particularly with donkeys, that we're not really addressing at the moment. But equally, we needed that expertise um, and support for ourselves for for us to be able to disseminate that within the community. And it's going to offer us more opportunities now for our community outreach teams to get out and about and, and provide that support and help. Absolutely, and it's surprising how many calls we do receive about donkeys. There is that gap that we needed to address. And we were really fortunate, again, that Hannah was able to go through the donkey sanctuary training and it actually enabled us to skill up our team to be able to offer that support to our community. Although we would always say, go and talk to them. They are the experts in that species. So, yeah, And I'd say hopefully we can be um, almost like a platform for them here yeah. as well to, to filter out that expertise and support into the community. 
So when we look at the moment with a roadmap that we're going to be able to open on the 12th of April, will people be able to see the donkeys at Atri Farm? Absolutely, they're in our first paddock right next to the playground. So just as you can see the tea rooms, they'll be right there. So many of our visitors are fabulous at bringing our animals treats. Uh, so they bring apples and carrots for the horses, which come to reception and then they get put into their main food rather than giving them yeah. ad hoc. So they, they get given to them at a different time. But obviously the donkeys, as we talked about, have a little bit of a special diet. So what do we need to think about there? So when they came to us, we were actually recommended that they should not be fed. Um, not be fed, hand fed, that is. <laughs> yeah, they need to be fed. Donkeys yeah. do need to be not fed. To be <laughs> fed yeah. Not to be hand fed by staff, volunteers, yeah. anybody, because it encourages them to bite. Uh, that was their main concern. But also, you often see people feeding carrots and mints, and they're quite high in sugar, so going back to their different dietary requirements, not really ideal. You could actually make them ill. Yeah. So it's best not to feed them. You can give them cuddles by all means, but. Yeah, I think the problem is as well for for the public when they come in their minds they're thinking well I'm just giving them one carrot yeah. but if everybody who comes in gives them one carrot that really just they, they're full of carrots yeah, aren't they yeah. And, yeah. and they can get quite ill um, yeah. and even die in, in the worst case so it is really important yeah. to just leave the dietary requirements to the staff and enjoy the cuddles and I think actually that's an issue across the board that we're seeing wider and I'm seeing a lot of campaigns out at the moment yeah. from a lot of welfare charities is that people with the best intention are going up to fields with animals in them so horses in them and taking sort of last night's carrot scraps or yeah. apples and just for the horses which I fully understand why people do because it's a nice thing to do to give a horse a carrot or a, an apple but it can cause some real issues can't it Kaz? Yeah, uh, yeah and I think the important thing is that you don't know if that horse has any underlying medical conditions, if it's on a restricted diet for, for a reason, yeah. and just going along and, and feeding them what you think is a nice treat could actually um, cause very serious illness. Yeah. And as a, and the worst case scenario, and it has happened, um, you know, there's been fatalities yeah. just because somebody's fed a horse a carrot. And if it's something you really want to do, I think the answer is talk to the owner yeah. beforehand. Yeah. And the other thing that is coming into the spring and already our facilities team here are going, oh, no, the grass is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we do need to mention at this point as well is that, again, a lot of people often with grass cuttings, once they've done their mows, what do I do? I'll give it to the horse. Well, actually, that's a real problem, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Issues with colic then as well. Yeah, it's really high in sugar, isn't it? It continues to ferment, doesn't it? And so, therefore, you can get some problems. <laughs> you can get major problems. As Hannah says, um, colic um, is one to worry about and the sugar can affect um, the balance of the glucose levels inside the blood and it can cause quite catastrophic effects in the kidney and the liver yeah. so um, just don't I think the answer, answer is thank you very much for thinking of it and yeah. thank you for the horses and it, it's good but actually it's probably not the right way to go so many people like to support the animals in our care and we are so grateful for everything they do and you can come for a cuddle with a donkey by the field if they want to come up to you. and Charlie as we said will be the first at the fence going hello this is me um, but there are also other ways to support um, our donkeys we will have a sponsorship program up and running um, if people want to get involved with that Hannah, you've probably had the most contact with the donkeys. You've been working with them day in, day out, and you're their caseworker. So, really, what if you had to describe Charlie in say five or six words? What would they be? What would his personality be? It would be inquisitive, be the top one, 
followed by his cheekiness, his very cheeky character. <laughs> Absolutely. He's also quite brave and bold, um, but he is really sweet. He just has a really sweet nature. He is just divine, isn't he? He's just one of those lovely donkeys. And Pringle. Pringle. Pringle's obviously our Marie. He's got a lot of character, mm. so um, he's also quite cheeky. He's a lot more chilled out than Charlie is, uh, people friendly and serious. And I think over the next few months, we will start to see them develop, won't we? Yeah. And we'll start to see their characters develop even further, particularly as people start coming back to it. They are used to people being around. They've come from a centre where... What, what were they doing, Hannah? Um, they were actually therapy donkeys for a centre in Manchester. So um, they're really used to people, people of all ages. Um, so they're used to being groomed and handled and just really, really interacted with. So I'm hoping that once we start getting visitors on site, we'll almost see... A whole new side to them develop almost. Fabulous. And Kaz, anything else you want to say about donkeys or the donkeys we've got? Any last messages for our <laughs> listeners today? Uh, no, just really looking forward to being able to show them off to people when they come back on site. Excellent. And we are already in absolute love. They are such characters. And actually, as we're doing this podcast, they're out of the window and you can just, oh, they're just having an awesome time in the field at the moment. So they are a bit much of a distraction though, because... Uh, <laughs> those people with offices looking at the donkeys there's far too much looking out the window at them and not enough work donkey fun i mean what more could you want donkey fun uh excellent so look forward to seeing you next time on podcast thank you so much hannah thank you so much caroline and we shall look forward to seeing you soon take care 